www.tanktv.com. We'll blow you away. Chicken Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? Not a whole lot. <laughs> How was uh, your Easter Sunday? Did you go to church? I didn't do shit for Easter. After all that crap I went through on Christmas with my girlfriend, with well, the Christmas gambit I had to deal with. Or were you like, no candy for you, bitch? No, it didn't even come up. Never. <laughs> I, we haven't said one thing about Easter, which makes me think that my girlfriend is not, in fact, as good of a Christian as you know she portrays herself as when she, when she makes such a big deal about Christmas. I just think she likes the presents. So, I, wait, I thought all Christians do something on Easter. I thought that was like one of the major holidays. So did I. I thought it was the major holiday. I thought it was the whole. I thought it was the big shebang. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I thought it was. Isn't that the most like the pivotal Christian holiday? The birth, and then the death. Yeah, the I death mean, is Easter. The death is more important than the birth, right? Well, I, the whole know, resurrection thing. He yeah. got put in the cave, and then like some animal dragged him off, and all the people thought he would like rose from the dead. Was it? Yeah, the zombie <laughs> Jesus came back to like wreak havoc on mankind. Well, no, they put Eat him in a cave. Faces. They put him in a cave, and then later, you know, his corpse in a cave, and then later they went and looked, and he was gone, and they were like, oh, it's a miracle, instead of like, oh, yeah, a coyote probably took him. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought zombie Jesus came back, started shitting out eggs, and, like, kids would go and find the Jesus eggs. No, that's the Jesus rabbit. Oh, okay, that's his bunny. Yeah. I mean, having heard, that's that's the Easter tradi- tradition, is you buy a rabbit from the pet store, and then you crucify it in your garden. Oh, okay, that's how it works. I was wondering what the significance of the rabbit is. Because, dude, to a Jew, to a, non, to a non-Christian, that holiday is completely and utterly asinine. It really makes no sense. You have, all right, so your Lord and Savior died, then came back as a zombie, rose from the dead, and then, meanwhile, there's a rabbit hopping around laying eggs, and kids are trying to find the rabbit's eggs. It's hiding. How does that it's make hiding any sense? Eggs. It's not clear whether the rabbit lays the eggs. Well, it's what the just... fuck does that have to do with zombie Jesus? I believe that the rabbit and the eggs were part of the druidic, uh, druidic pagan, Viking-type religion. and that they, So the, the early Christians just threw that shit in there to like trick them into being like, yeah, Easter, it's great, the rabbit and the egg thing. You know what I think We'd it is? We'd have to talk to a druid to figure out what originally the rabbit and the egg stuff was you about. You know what I think it is, is I think the elder Christian leaders were like, you know what? Our religion's really, really boring and it sucks and kids hate it. So let's try to make it fun for them. And they came up with this character that would hide little candy eggs. Well, that's one theory, but the other theory is that it isn't boring and that it actually is quite gruesome and horrifying and frightening. And you can't like, you can't bring your little kids out on Easter and be like, here's how they nailed Jesus to the cross, and then they stabbed him in the side, and then they ripped him down and threw him into a cave. You want some candy? <laughs> 
Yeah, like little kids know, wouldn't take to that very If well. I was a kid, I would have converted if they did that. Yeah, well, that's what it's really about. That's the true meaning. You know, dude, I was utterly confused by the holiday. I was forced to go to another one of my girlfriend's family vacation your family uh, holiday dinners yeah, yeah. one of the, the one of their family functions yeah and so i went over there and they actually made me do one of the most humiliating acts i think a jew has ever done hide easter eggs for these little kids <laughs> and dude i was like i looked at her i was like are you serious about this you, you really want me to go walk around and hide these eggs and the, and her mom was just like yeah why not and i was like i'm jewish she's like i don't care were you good at it <laughs> Yeah, no, I hit him as in like the most difficult spots I could think of. In the sewer grade. Yeah, dude, I was I perplexed these five year olds. <laughs> Up under the lawnmower blade. <laughs> Just getting in the toilet. In the garbage disposal. <laughs> but you know what's funny because I, I I get to her family function. Next to the gun. <laughs> I get to her family function or one uncle who's kind of like a I guess he's still a Hessian, I'd say. He probably smokes a lot of weed. He looks at me, he's like, So, uh, what did you do for Easter? Did you go to church? And I was like, now I'm, I'm Jewish. He's like, oh, so what'd you do for Easter? <laughs> I was like, I looked at him and instead of telling him like, you know, I don't even celebrate Easter. I was like, I'm the cause of Easter. Like my people are the reason you guys even celebrate Easter. Yeah. Well, is it, is that clear or was it the Romans? I didn't see the, I didn't see the Mel Gibson Dude, masturbatory fantasy film like you, you did. You never saw Passion of the Christ? No, I could God, care I watched less. it like seven times. It was great, dude. <laughs> I've never seen Jesus get his ass kicked so severely. So, but isn't the it wasn't it the Romans that put him up on the cross? Yeah, but it's because but the, the Jews, Jews were bitching him, and bitching. Oh, okay. I mean, the Jews just kept bitching about everything like they always do. So the so Romans finally, just got sick of the whining. They were like, "Fine, we'll put him up on the cross." No, it's Jesus. because the Jews manipulated the Romans like they do, you know, the president and all the other political yeah, figures in this world. Mind control powers. <laughs> These mind control powers. But yeah, I mean, I was just like, okay, well, you know, I'm I'm the reason you even celebrate this holiday. Well, did you educate this guy on the merits of Passover? Because that's this weekend too, right? No, I think Passover's next weekend. weekend before, but well, it's a close by. I didn't even want to go there, but that that's another <laughs> wretched holiday. What's that one all about again? You know what's funny? It's like you hide Charles Easter Charles Heston eggs. like got the Jews out of the desert, away from like. Uh, uh, no, what's I, I think we talked about this last year, but it was a bunch the of white diamonds. Chick, no, Liz a, Taylor, a bunch of fucking Jews were too lazy or too cheap to cook their bread. And so they had crackers. And now we talk about this. Last yeah, we wandered right? around for like a year and then we have to eat crackers. It, it was an awful holiday. And then they rode jet skis across the Red Sea. Is yeah, that what happened? but they say it was parted. And, yeah, and but that's that's just symbolism. I think they had like, in the like wave runners or something. You know, I don't know, man. It's like after going to this family function yesterday and watching the kids run around find eggs and like eat their candy and stuff like that i think american kids are pampered i seriously i think they have it easy so you sh you think they should get rid of the care bear rabbit egg bullshit and just go right to the real deal and say this is what the holiday's about like they do in the philippines what do they do in the philippines dude they nail 15 year old boys to crosses People are crucifying themselves in the Philippines. Like Roman Catholic Philippine, Filipinos are crucifying themselves over there. For really? Easter. They put a nail right through their <laughs> foot and their hands and stuff and Dude. hang them up on a cross? Yeah, they, they understand I the true these meaning people... of religion, <laughs> pain and that, suffering. I assume that these people don't really die. They take them down at some point. Nah, dude. They yeah, no, they don't die. I mean, they're just they're just doing it. Their, just their feel... feet are just permanently deformed from a nail being th put through. And their hands. <laughs> they, they just want to feel what it's like. And so, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. But do the 15 year old boys want to feel what it's like, or, or do the do the elders want to show what it's like, and the 15 year old boys don't really have much say? 
You know, I'm not quite sure how they coerce the 15-year-old boys to do this, and even an 18-year-old chick. Well, we, I read this article today. I found it fascinating. And this is, I think, what's wrong with American kids. And, and I guess European kids, they celebrate Easter too, don't they? Yeah, all the Christians celebrate all right. Easter, every one of them. It's okay. the main holiday. If Christ- you don't celebrate Easter, you're not really a Christian. All right, Christians in first world countries, they're pampered. Yes. Pampered pussies, okay. dude. got it. You know, it's like if they really want, if they really claim to be Christian, they really claim, you know, to understand their religion and feel some kind of religious significance out of, the, out of this holiday. Yeah, and maybe <clears> they're like, <throat> uh, you know, allergic to eggs. Well, what they need to do is they need to crucify themselves. T- take an example here from the Philippines. So a 15-year-old boy has been crucified in the Philippines today in a gory ritual to mark the death of Jesus. Dozens of Filipinos, including the boy and an 18-year-old girl, were nailed to crosses and scores more whipped their backs into a bloody pulp as the country's devout Roman Catholics marked Good Friday. Doesn't that sound pleasant? <laughs> Way better than like, oh, I'm going to go paint this Easter egg a bunch of pretty colors and go find it. It's like, you know what? This is what your holiday is all about. Once again, this is yet another event where I would want my big Gallagher tarp. <laughs> because I, I'm, not big, get sprayed. I'm not big on blood-borne <clears throat> pathogens. It sounds like a guar show, doesn't it, though? <laughs> Except for the blood is real, and it probably has (laughs) infested with AIDS. Well, so this happened in a small village of Katud, I guess, which is uh, just 50 miles north of Manila. Uh, Men cried out as nails the size of pencils were driven into their hands and feet before they were hoisted up in the scorching heat. Nineteen were to go through the whole process. And I guess this has become an issue in the country because they've been doing this for years. They've been doing this like 60 years. They've been doing it. It can't be good for tourism. Well, no, now it's become a spectacle. Like, now it's become like a tourist attraction. It's like the running of the bulls. Yeah, thousands watched the spectacle, which has grown from village production started in the 60s to a media and tourist attraction copied in other parts of the country. So people, tourists, go there just to see the uh, Filipinos drive nails through their hands. Well, you always see those body modification hipsters, you know, that hang themselves up off of hooks, suspension, or whatever they call it. I wonder if those people are going to, like, horn in on this deal. Yeah, I'm surprised they aren't. Well, they're not religious, though, usually. Yeah, but they could. They're you know, doing it for, like, the earth goddess. But they or could nail themselves to a pentagram and sort of make a mockery of the whole thing. Although, in the Philippines, I don't think they fuck around with people, like, doing protests like that. You might find yourself in some real, like, severe, unwanted pain. Yeah, but you know, if you're a real Satanist, you'd do it to an up, on an upside down cross. Crucify yourself on an upside down cross. Yeah. But, but then again. Like I said, there's all these people with nail guns who are true believers, and they're you know they and are they're third world out Filipinos. Yeah, they're third world citizens. They might not, you know, be as nice as as people would treat a protester, say in the states. Like those people. Did you hear about those people in Chicago that uh, sprayed went into like some main Chicago mass Catholic mass uh, yesterday and sprayed blood all over themselves and all over everybody in the church. What were they just for to uh, commemorate protest, Easter? Or protesting, protesting the Iraqi war. I guess they call themselves the something, something Catholic schoolgirls. And, uh, yeah, people were pretty angry. I guess God, this is I the, wish I would have thought of that. I guess this is the main Catholic mass and like, like TV crews were already there because every year they like, they take footage of it. But my point being, what all happened the, to him? Yeah, all that happened were like some people yelled at them, like "There are children here. I hope you're ashamed of yourself." But in the Philippines, I don't think you probably would have got a nail gun to yeah, the head, to the eye. Or actually, don't they? They'd probably beat you with a wooden stick. That's, that's if, usually what well, they Well, that's use. if the authorities catch you. I'm t- I'm just talking about the general mob. Dude, they kill people there for singing John Denver songs. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, I, I I bet you it's a mob mentality. 
It had been torn to pieces. Asunder. Well, I guess there's, um, other than the clear dangers to your health from crucifixion, such as the... Um, you know, rusty the, nails. Yeah, rusty nails ripping through your flesh. Splinters from the cross. I mean, not ass. to mention, like, are the wounds ever going to heal? Uh, you know, you're not Jesus. You're not going to be rising from the dead here. I would hope they'd have a lot of Bactine on Well, hand. that's that's what government health and safety officials are keeping their eye on the proceedings this year because... Uh, <laughs> All those planning to be crucified have to have a tetanus shot beforehand and use sterilized nails. <laughs> well, so I guess iodine. there's some uh, planning beforehand. But uh, hours before the crucifixions, lines of men hooded and half-naked flayed their backs with bamboo whips and paddles tipped with broken glass. Blood spattered all over the road. And tourists just line up to watch this. With Gallagher tarps. Dude, the atmosphere's festive. Hawkers selling beer, ice cream, souvenir whips, VIPs <laughs> watching from uh, elevated VIP platforms. Frozen Jesus pops. Yeah, and there's Mel Gibson. They found him down there masturbating while watching the men get inflated. Yeah, I can imagine that. I bet you he's into it. You know he's probably checked this out before. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised I mean, he hasn't tried it out it. himself. Well, I don't know. I guess not everyone in uh, the uh, Philippines approves of this, especially the country's dominant Catholic Church. They disapprove, disapprove of the uh, crucifixion and the flagellations as a misrepresentation of the faith. They think the uh, spiritual dimension is totally lost, and it's entered into the zone of spectacle. Yeah, it does make them attraction. look a little wacky. <laughs> I know, I guess that on top of the, you know, the child rape. It's not, <laughs> not the image you want to portray of yourself. Yeah, but I thought that's what the religion's all about. What about what was that movie with uh, Tom Hanks, the uh, Chode movie? Big? No, no, the one that <laughs> oh, the just, Da Vinci Chode. The Da Vinci Chode. <laughs> we talked about that a couple years ago. But wasn't there a guy in that that was part of some weird Christian order that used to, you know, self-flagellate? That's another movie I didn't care to see. I don't really. I'm not into because Christ- you hate Tom Hanks. I'm not. I'm Admit not- it. I like Joe versus the volcano, <laughs> but I'm not really into Christianity and movies about Christianity. I could just really care less. Yeah, I don't know. I, m- I remember seeing it and being really bored, but I thought there'd be some more titties. Wait, did I say that right? I could not care less. Yeah. Yeah, I hate it when people make that mistake. So, so you wouldn't myself. go to the Philippines just to try- check out what a crucifixion might feel like? Because I well, guess they maybe. also crucify I mean, foreigners. That That's not a movie. I mean, that that I might go to see. But like I said, I would have my Gallagher tarp on or just probably a full hazmat But suit. would you participate? Like, would, would you I... volunteer to be crucified? No, why would I do that? No, just to see what it feels like. No, I'm not into pain. I, that's what I'm, so I'm that's... not one of those people who hangs myself so on So I'm hooks. surprised, like, the jackass guys haven't tried to do this. Don't you think that'd be a good bit? Steve-o. Steve-o. <laughs> I mean, he gets his ass, didn't he get, like, his ass cheeks pierced? Uh, I saw one where they, like, stapled something to his ass. It can't be much worse than that, right? Yeah, but, I mean, if he really wants to be punk rock, don't you think he should go to the Philippines and get crucified? Yes, I do. We should start a petition. <laughs> we almost should. Well, I guess a uh, Belgian nun and a Japanese man uh, participate in the crucifixion ritual here. And uh, the Japanese man later used uh, some of his footage, this was last year, used some of his footage in a pornographic film that he made. But no one has ever died during the ritual. Are they bare-ass naked, all these people? Their cocks yeah, they, hanging you know, out? We'll put a couple pictures maybe on the site. But no, they're wearing like robes, dressed up like Jesus. A loincloth. Yeah, it's like a loincloth or toga or whatever. What did Jesus wear, a toga? No, he's got that little cloth on. Have you ever seen a, a one of those crucifixes in a Catholic church? Oh, that church? sexy cloth, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, sexy can... <laughs> <laughs> Concentration camp, emaciated body with the cloth on. Yeah, that's a term. So, that's how you like your women, so I can understand why you'd be into that. So I guess people had to register 
devotees had to register before they could actually be crucified. And the health department made sure that those taking part in the rituals had tetanus shots. They checked the condition of the whip that they were using to lash their backs with and ensured that the six-inch nails that pierced their hands and feet had been sterilized. Well, I'm glad they have some type of a regulatory body for this. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. I just I just wonder though why, like why it got to that that point where they're just you know we got to regulate this. Where all these people dying from their crucifixion wounds? Uh, well, probably. And just... if you ask me, that's population control. But I don't think you die. This is one of those things where you just have gangrene and you're just taxing the health system unnecessarily. Yeah, I guess I agree with you there. Does it but... always happen in the same town, or does it move around like no, the they, Olympics? they said that uh, it started in this one small village, and now it's just kind of sparked, you know, oh, new it's all over the and place. all over the country. Nice. And it's, it's become this huge tourist attraction. I mean, I I would almost, you know, if I, if I had nothing to do and uh, extra money, I'd probably go out to the Philippines to go check it out. Well, you got one of those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, plenty of spare time. In fact, I think I'd just do a podcast yeah. instead. Yeah. You know, Mission accomplished. I don't know. But my point is, Americans don't understand the true meaning of religion or of holidays. I mean, they sit here and they, they bastardize all these traditions. Yeah, they gorge themselves on food. And then, you know, participate in these like cutesy interpretations of these traditions instead of doing it literally and, uh, you know, painfully. That's what religion's all about. I guess. I think I'm going to suggest this next year when I go to the family. How do the uh, Jews function. rate? How do the Jews rate on that sort of a, a standard? I think the Jews would be like. <laughs> you do eat a lot of crackers. That's got to be. No, like but I guarantee. And, Jews... and gefilte fish, awful. No, you know what happens? Jews are like they read something like this, and like those guys, Meshuganah. They really are <laughs> crazy, crazy Meshuganahs. Let's make a movie about them and sell it for a lot of money. That's what we should do. Okay. <laughs> well, so Wackerly, this is uh, episode 115 here of Sick and Wrong. A quick recap from last week. Uh, I did a story about a dad, drunken dad, who taught his kids how to kill by killing their cat. What was the cat's name? Like Buttons or something? Boots. Boots and Boots. Uh, you did a story about um, parents keeping their adopted dwarf kid in a cage. Yeah. And uh, a listener did a story about a girlfriend who sat on the turlet for two years. Until and, she got stuck to it. Well, until, until her skin fused with the turlet. Yeah. Uh, you know, believe it or not, I was actually kind of surprised because I thought your story was rather lame. You won with 68 votes. I came in a close second with 66. And the listener, surprisingly enough, came in uh, third with uh, 44 votes. I thought the turlet story was good. I gave the turlet five stars. So did I. But you know what I think it was? You. you know what I think it was? It was overexposure in the media. Because that story was all over. I know there were probably like a million podcasts and a million morning radio shows that were doing it. Yeah, you're right. And so, uh, you know, I think even we had a couple people even write in saying, you know what? I'm sick of voting for the listener stories. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just like, you general know. <laughs> listener backlash. <laughs> a little general, yeah, listener backlash there. All right. Well, that happens. Well, people, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week, present them here on the show. The audience votes, and the winner gets a case of beer. So I guess I owe you a case of beer here um, this time around. Yeah, we're still drinking the beer from last week, so yeah, I'm going to put that on extra. my rain checklist. Uh, we also throw in a wild card with a listener submission, which you can send to uh, sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com or submit directly into the articles subsection on the forum page. Although you will get blasted by all the other forum people if it's not good. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> be wary. Feedback. Be wary about what you post on the forum. It gets pretty harsh out there. It really does. <laughs> So uh, this is episode 115 here at Sick and Wrong. I believe you started last week, so let me kick off the show. 
Woman's torture death shocks town. This sounds like a good like horror film there. Yeah. This happened in Alton, Illinois, which I think is uh, central Illinois. I'm not quite sure. Uh, banished to the basement, the 29-year-old mother with a childlike mind and another baby on the way had little more than a thin rug and a mattress to call her own on a chilly concrete floor. Wow. Dead and Illinois gets pretty cold. What a setting. Uh, Dorothy Dixon here, 29 years old, was found dead January 31st in a case that has horrified the entire town of Alton, Illinois. She was a developmentally disabled woman who is six months pregnant. With her second child, it sounds like. Yeah, it's her second kid. Mm. She had been beaten, shot repeatedly with a BB gun, and scalded with hot liquid. Uh, Please say it was just a slow, torturous, tragic way to die. So I guess this was like this abuse was happening. So she is ongoing dead. For, yeah, she died from the – she eventually succumbed to this abuse. She was found dead in Janu- end of January. But, I mean, it was like a long process, an arduous process. Mm-hmm. She suffered. Death by death – Just by, like Jesus. Death by BB wound. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. I never knew you could die from a BB gun unless you're like a bird or a squirrel. Well, it just takes a lot more BBs. Yeah. Dorothy Dixon ate what she could forage from the refrigerator upstairs, which sounds like in this white trash home, probably was just going to find a lot of spam, maybe some <laughs> cheese whiz. <laughs> but not the cheese whiz out of the jar. The cheese whiz that like spilled the little bit that's you know on the grate or in the corner of the vegetable crisper. Yeah, and she had to like just kind of scrape, scrape it up it with a plastic with her, knife. Yeah, or her fingernail. Uh, housemates used her for target practice with their BB guns. Who did she? Who were her housemates? I'll get to that in a second. All right. They burned her with a glue gun and doused her with scalding liquid that peeled away pieces of her skin. Mm. I guess they were kind of bored. You know, I mean, nothing on TV. What else are you going to do? Fuck with the retard. Sadistic, I think, is the word. Okay, sadistic and bored. They torched what few clothes she had, so she walked around butt naked. They often pummeled her with an aluminum bat or metal handle. You know, this... That's how you know this house is white trash. They all have BB guns, aluminum bats, and metal handles just kind of sitting around. What's a metal handle? I don't even, a metal handle for what? Like a mop or a broom or something? I, I don't know. That's like, you know, because the, the mop head is disgusting and you throw it out, and you're not going to mop anyway, so you don't really get a new one. You just have the handle. You just have the handle sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dixon was six months pregnant with her second child. She died after weeks of abuse. Police have charged two adults, three teenagers, and a 12-year-old boy with murder in the case that has repulsed many in this uh, river town here. Mississippi <laughs> River Town. Uh, invest- river, river towns are always the worst. Dude, you know this this town is just pure white trash. Yeah. I'm picturing a trailer, but I think they, they actually They bathe in the, the river. They eat the disgusting carp out of the river. And they abuse retards. Yeah. Willy-nilly. Yeah. Investigators put much of the blame on Michelle Riley, who is the uh, oldest person in the house, 35 years old. They say she befriended Dixon, but pocketed monthly Social Security checks she got because of her developmental um, issue. It's all about the Social Security scam. It's like the foster kid last week, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or adopted kid, whatever. Dude, it was. I just wonder how many adopted, you know, adopted parents throughout this country just collect on the uh, social security checks well they all collect i just wonder if that's the primary reason they even have the adopted well, kids. why would you adopt 10 kids <laughs> yeah you're right it's because you're too lazy to work but i think it happens a lot like this too where it's not even an adoption situation but it's like an old person that you live with and just treat like crap just so you can get their check well this woman riley worked as a coordinator for a regional center that helps the deven- developmentally disabled and uh dixon was one of her clients so well, she ended just... up uh, manipulating Dixon to come live with her 
and cashing in on her social security checks. That puts another perspective on it too, though, because this was just sort of, you know, she spends her entire day with these people. They're extremely annoying. They're hard to deal with. She comes home. She has to release a little bit of steam. So she has a in-home tard that she beats upon. Are you saying she became callous after years of working with the developmentally disabled? No, I'm saying she would have become callous, except that she had this, you know, one at home, like, you know, she, okay. So <laughs> like, you're saying having a retard at Sa- home that you abuse Sarah helps Sarah the you retard where she works is really annoying, but she treats Sarah all right because she's just thinking all day long, oh, God, Sarah, you're so annoying. I'm going to beat the hell out of Dorothy <laughs> when I get home. <laughs> So Dorothy was her punching bag. Exactly. Like her cathartic punching bag. Right, but also her literal punching bag. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was a, a cathartic punching bag. It was cathartic to yeah, punch, was, yeah. punch the bag. So um, one of the police officers here, uh, David Hayes, said it was a slow, torturous, tragic way to die. He highly doubts Dorothy Dixon even knew she was dying throughout the weeks of abuse. Is that a good or a bad thing? Well, what I wonder, it. it it opens up a philosophical question. Do retards, or maybe I should say the developmentally disabled, right? do they know that they are dying? Like, you know, people say Down syndrome kids only live to be like mid-40s. But do they have any idea that they have Down syndrome and that they're fucked up and they're not like the rest of the people? No. <laughs> but they might know that they're dying. Those are so, two different questions. But do you think this, this woman who is getting beaten, you know, on a daily basis and, you know, with aluminum bats and metal handles <laughs> and then shot with BB guns and she was like, you know, foraging for the bits of cheese whiz in the refrigerator. Do you think she had any idea that, you know, she probably only had a couple more weeks of this? Her body is not going to be able to take much more. No, that I do not think. I think she did realize that it sucked. <laughs> But did they have her locked up in the house? Did she have any chances to escape? No, she was forced to live in the basement. And, uh, yeah, she didn't even have any clothing. And I guess she well, lived— Well, yeah, but, I mean, you could still go running out naked and be like, Ah, save me! <laughs> they say she weathered the torment to keep a roof over her head and that of her year-old son, who weighed just 15 pounds when taken into state custody. Right, and then the, her unborn baby as well. But you know they don't. They don't. Who's actually, also dead? In this I whole, well, in this whole article, they don't actually say who the father is of the uh, fetus. That's a good question. So yeah, I'm wondering if it's one of these guys. And... You're you're wondering. <laughs> I wouldn't wonder too long. <laughs> so Riley, you're, you're drunk and high on meth, and you live in a river town, and then there's you know one night you're really drunk and you're really high on meth, and there's a naked girl be her retarded or developmentally disabled or do they show pictures of the dudes no they don't but i'm picturing i rest my case (laughs) i'm picturing something out of chainsaw massacre here yeah just uh toothless inbreds uh apparently uh riley and uh 43 year old judy woods and three teenagers including riley's 15 year old daughter are charged with first degree murder aggravated and heinous battery intentional homicide of unborn child and unlawful restraint Riley's 12-year-old son, who also took part in the abuse, is charged as a juvenile. They all remain in jail on a uh, $1 million bond. What's going to happen to the kid, the the 15-pounder? Oh, the 15-pounder was given over to state custody. <laughs> you know what? I'm sure he'll be adopted by an abusive family, given the <laughs> state of uh, America. Well, what's, what cracks me up, I'm almost done with the story here, is some of the quotes from the neighbors that live next door. So last summer, Riley moved Dixon into her house into their $800 a month three-bedroom rental in Alton. 
which is uh, about 50 miles north of St. Louis. Wow. From the get-go, neighbors Chad Hudson and Terry Brandt considered Riley trouble. That girl's trouble. <laughs> Michelle was evil, vindictive, manipulative, said Hudson, who was convinced the teenagers were Riley's powerless minions. Uh, the other neighbor, she was angry and vicious. What cracks me up about this, I bet you Chad and Terry were like two gay men that lived next door. Uh-huh. I'm picturing, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, the dude that was in Sling Blade that played the gay guy died. John Ritter. John Ritter. Very similar type of guy here. Yeah. Similar mannerisms. Trying to befriend Riley, but just not succeeding and Michelle being rebuffed. Michelle was evil, vindictive, and manipulative. She was angry, vicious. <laughs> so she's kind of like a cult leader in her own right. We talked about Charles Manson last week. Yeah, no, this woman definitely... Um, Have there ever her... been any famous female cult leaders? Not that I could think of. That's an interesting point. Yeah, it can be, I guess it depends on how you define a cult versus a legitimate religious But that's sect. something to check out, you know, maybe to investigate on the forum. Yeah. Uh, Riley considered Dixon her slave. She made her rub her feet until she fell asleep and forced her to run naked around the house for her son's amusement. So there you go. Why didn't she just run away? I don't know. I mean, like I think, you said, she I think she thought she was roof. an entertainer. Yeah, keeping the roof <laughs> over her head, I guess. Let me entertain you. Was she Jewish? Uh, no, no. She. <laughs> I don't think so. It's a vaudeville Dixon, type of Dixon, slapstick it, thing. Her last name's Dixon. It's not like Dixon Steenberg. Dixonberg. <laughs> Dixonberg. Uh, Hudson, the neighbor, said being in their house was like being in a prison day room. They just sat around the kitchen table and fought all day long. You know, kind of reminds me of my Shanked girlfriend's. Each other. Kind of reminds me of my girlfriend's family Easter function <laughs> I went to yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, last thing I want to point out here is uh, the lieutenant watched the autopsy and found the uh, Dorothy's injuries disturbing. X-rays revealed that she had roughly thirty BBs lodged throughout her body. So she had thirty BBs that like penetrated the skin. They're just inside of her. They must make BB guns more powerful than when I was a yeah, kid because we like used to shoot Rider each other BB all the gun. time, and it just would hurt and sort of bounce off. Yeah, I didn't think it would actually penetrate the skin. Maybe yeah. they're going like right up to her, like an inch away or something. Yeah, or just it's like a super BB gun. Deep tissue burns covered one third of her body, her face, her chest, her arms, and her feet, and left her severely dehydrated. Her face and body showed signs of prolonged abuse. Many of her wounds were infected. So, on the sick and wrong star scale, I'm going to have to give this five stars. The uh, woman maybe died. I wasn't listening, but how did they figure this out? How did they find out that she she's, was dead? You know, they actually didn't even mention that in the uh, story. But apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go on a, you know, uh, go on a wing here. I'm going to say that. She probably died in the house. Yeah. And uh, they found her dead in the basement. They probably ended up having to call See, the See, this has a big impact on how I score this because if if Riley, if they killed her and Riley said, oh, my God, we never meant to do this. This is fucked up. And then she called the cops. That puts a different light on it than, whether, than if they were like, oh, no, she's dead. Let's, you know – chop her up and put her in the in the in the trash can well so that would make it more sick and wrong because they're trying yeah. to dispose of the yeah. corpse it just has, it shows more callousness so I, i'm gonna have to hedge my bets and give it a four and a half so you're taking off a half star because they didn't try to dismember the corpse to me it depends whether they they told you know whether they killed this woman and they told the cops themselves or whether they put the body in a dumpster 
and the garbage man found it and they sort of accidentally got caught. Because but, that, but that doesn't negate the fact that she suffered weeks of abuse at the no, hands but of it, it shows bastards. It shows additional callousness or just original callousness on the part of Riley if, if they just were like, oh, well, she's dead now. We finally killed her and they tried to just get rid of the body. I think it Rather just, than if they, if they called the cops ultimately, then that sort of shows that they're just dumb and didn't even really realize what they were doing to the full extent of their brain power. I think it really demonstrates their ignorance, the fact that they called the cops and didn't even think don't, about all know the scars and you know you know wounds all over the, this woman's body if they call the cops i would give it a four if they put the body in a dumpster i would give it a five so i'm gonna give it a four and a half because we just don't know all right i'm giving it a five star we'll see what the listeners have to say about this one what do you have for uh 115 <laughs> My story comes out of the Native American tribe land. I've never heard of this, but the Powangasi First Nation. Powangasi. Are you yeah. saying that correctly? Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you speak Injun? I tried to highlight this article, but then I just highlighted the whole thing because it's great. A Powangasi First Nation man who raped his sister and beat her when she was six months pregnant has been sentenced to 52 months in prison. Which isn't very long. Yeah, you know, you'd think the guy would go to prison for a little longer than 52 months. What is that like? Uh, five five years? years? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Justice Murray Sinclair, who doesn't sound like a, a Native American, so I guess he they, sometimes they have their own Native American justice system. I guess this was severe enough that they... Uh, the, if this guy lived on a reservation, I think it would he would be under the jurisdiction of tribal law. You think he was living off the res? Yeah, I think he was probably living in like a government-funded apartment or yeah, somewhere. Yeah, well, you know why I also agree with that? Because a lot of the times on the res, alcohol is prohibited, and I think alcohol contributed greatly to this story. How can you prohibit alcohol to an Indian? Well, uh, Talk you about know, torture. Well, yeah. <laughs> Mental the, anguish. The res can do whatever they want, and I think they understand. The res elders. Dude, the tribal elders are just so harsh. They understand. Draconian law in the they res. They understand that these types of problems can come about. But anyways, this justice gave the man double-time credit for the 17 months he had already served in custody, reducing the 52 months in prison to just 18 months, which is like a year and a half. And when you listen to the story, you're going to say, WTF. <laughs> exclamation point exclamation point question mark exclamation point so you mean everyone that's going to email their friends tomorrow yeah. about this story going to be a wtf capitals yeah. yeah that's my internet speak for what's going to happen at trial the now 24 year old victim who is his sister don't let don't let me uh, let you forget <laughs> squaw yeah the squaw said uh she told court she was willing to forgive and forget the man's actions until four years later when he burned their mother's house down. So apparently this happened four month, four years ago. And it's when just, she was 20. Yeah, it's just coming to light now because she's finally decided to press charges. I've had enough. The woman testified she had returned home the morning of March 9th, 2002, after a night drinking at a friend's house when her brother pressured her to join him in a bottle of home brew. Homebrew. So maybe it is on the res because that's you. Know, maybe he's making his own alcohol since it's uh, contraband. Was that like classic Indian moonshine? Yeah, or maybe yeah. The fire water. Fire water. <laughs> Me like him fire Mountain water. Dew, white lightning. <laughs> yeah. What what is homebrew on the uh, res? Is it like whiskey? 
It's probably, yeah, it's sort of like bathtub gin. I, think. I thought what they do is they distill maize or something. Don't they take maize? And well, yeah, kind of... maize is corn and whiskey's made of corn. Mash. Yeah, so they make like bathtub gin or something. Yeah, that takes some skill though. This might have just been some like gr- disgusting makeshift wine. I'm picturing like rubbing alcohol a yeah. little bit of turpentine. Right. Maybe some antifreeze. Fire water. Mm, good. So the sister, uh, she says, I started drinking with him when I didn't want to drink anymore. He kept pushing on okay. my hymen. <laughs> <laughs> now that sounds yeah. like an Indian from India. That doesn't even sound like a squaw. All like right, an... I'll, I'll try harder in a couple seconds. Okay. <laughs> the woman said she woke up in her bedroom to find her brother having sex with her. Dude, when you wake up and somebody's already having sex with you, that's some good homebrew. God, I hate it when that happened. I know. Well, sometimes <laughs> I hate it. Sometimes it's nice. I got yeah, that's up... some damn good homebrew, though. She must have been out. She also says, I got up real quickly. I said, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Don't you know I'm your goddamn sister? <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Now, that uh, sounds like an Indian. I'm fine-tuning it as I go along. Well, I mean, think about all the limeys in the UK. They have no idea what these Native no, Americans they don't. sound like. There's really no comparison over there. Yeah, they don't have any Native Americans. Right. So I guess, actually, in that case, you can do whatever accent you want because they have no idea. <laughs> Two years later, when she was six months pregnant with her brother's kid, I guess, they don't really make that clear, she said her brother choked and kicked her following an argument involving his fondness for professional wrestling. You know what I think that is? A Native American abortion. Are there any Native American <laughs> uh, wrestlers? The Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior was Native he kinda, American, wasn't Yeah, he, he had some... Uh, maybe this was the Ultimate Warrior. What has he been doing lately? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, you know, actually, I can't really think of any Native American wrestlers offhand. This woman said she didn't seek medical attention after she got the shit beat out of her over the wrestling altercation. The next morning... Do you think he did like a suplex on her or like a pile drive? Does it explain and well, further detail he what choked, he did? Well, it says he choked and kicked her oh, okay. following an argument involving his fondness for professional wrestling. Dude, I don't that's know. a Native American abortion, what guaranteed. Do th- what do you think the argument was over? Like if the, if the ultimate warrior could beat up Roddy Roddy <laughs> Piper or something? Yeah, I don't know. I like how this no guy... Way. Though, no way, man. <laughs> so this dude's hobbies here, moonshine and pro wrestling. And having sex with his sister. With his sister. <laughs> I'm so glad that people like that exist. Well, normally if you were six months pregnant and some dude like kicked you and choked you, uh, wouldn't you go to the doctor? Yeah, probably. She says she didn't because the next morning she felt her baby kicking, so she thought... It must be all right. Well, you know, they don't even have normal doctors on the res. Don't they have, like, witch doctors? Midwife. Yeah, midwife. Yeah. Oh, so you have felt, felt the baby kicking? Yeah, so it must be all right. You know, it couldn't have a broken head and just be having seizures in there. She's a medical genius. Maybe she was a witch doctor in training, and that's why she felt she had this expertise. Well, dude, Indians have spirituality. They can feel that stuff. I mean, she could probably feel... The, know, moon, her the moon brother and the yeah. wolf mother <laughs> the told wolf her. child or something. <laughs> she talked to the river. <laughs> and the river was like, your baby's okay. I mean, she, it might be a flathead. <laughs> she took some peyote. And its it was eyes like... are a little bit too wide apart, but yeah. it's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> took some peyote. <laughs> the woman didn't report either assault, calling herself a forgive and forget person. <laughs> That changed in October 2006 when her drunken brother burned their mother's house down. She reported the assault to police. <laughs> I assume she said something like, I can no longer forgive. <laughs> and a, like one solitary tear rolled down her face. <laughs> it's like, you know what this reminds me of? Do you ever see that movie Pocahontas? 
No. The Disney, <laughs> the Disney movie? I know which movie you're referring to, but I didn't see it. I mean, why would I? Well, it was very similar. Her brother used to like do all these pro wrestling moves on her. Uh-huh. If, if I might be getting this story confused, but I remember... I think you're her... thinking of The Last of the Mohicans. Okay, all right. I am getting <laughs> confused. Because <laughs> wasn't the didn't the Ultimate Warrior win an Academy Award for that? Or was that Daniel Day-Lewis? They look so alike. Yeah, actually. I think Daniel Day-Lewis... Because the Ultimate Warrior, if you, if you remember, used to wear a mask. Right. I think that was Daniel Day Lewis before he, you know, started his acting. Well, they career. always comment about how Daniel Day Lewis doesn't do many movies. You know, he's only done like he's six a method movies. actor though. But in between movies, he's got to be doing something. I think he was the Ultimate Warrior. And pro wrestlers were actors. I wonder if that's what they were arguing about. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to movies. No, whether Daniel Day Lewis was actually the Ultimate Warrior, <laughs> and whether he was better as the Ultimate Warrior or in a My Left Foot. She said My Left Foot. He said the ultimate warrior. He's way better than the ultimate warrior. And then he said, get a load of my left foot. And just kicked her right in the pussy. <laughs> oh, right. That is what you it You just said. lost all of our female listeners. No, I want it, you to know actually, that. <laughs> actually, it does on the second page. That's what it says. That's what happened. Oh, he actually did kick her in the stomach? Yeah. It, well, no, it was an argument about what I just said. Oh. <laughs> I didn't see that part before. Um. And, okay, to, to wrap it up here, <laughs> the judge, the, my only thing that, the only thing I like better than when somebody goes to court and they defend themselves is when they go to court, even if they have a lawyer, that they say, they just deny it. <laughs> just <laughs> no, deny everything? No, I didn't do that. But she says you did it. Some other people saw bruises on her. Uh, so the judge says his evidence was nothing more than straight denial. <laughs> You know, dude, that's kind of my defense, denying until proven guilty. Well, he was proven guilty. So I mean, OJ did the same thing. <laughs> it worked out for OJ. It didn't work out for this guy. They don't give either one's name because uh, they don't want to uh, disclose her identity because that's what they normally yeah, do for rape victims. Yeah, but his name's probably victims. like Running Bear or Chief Short Top Long Back or something. <laughs> <laughs> Chief Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, you know, I'm sure that's something like that. Badger loves wrestling. <laughs> So on the sick or wrong scale, uh, that's pretty gnarly. What are you going to give that? Four. A four? <laughs> yeah. They didn't say what happened. To the, they didn't say how the kid came out. I yeah, mean, that's what know. I was Maybe about to say. Maybe there would be extenuating circumstances, but I'm I would give, it give that an extra point if they said, you know, what happened with the kid. Like if the kid came out and was completely normal, then um, I probably would give it. I don't know, like a you know a three point seven five or something. Like he wasn't a supreme alcoholic that sat around watching wrestling and res <laughs> and drinking homebrew. He came out like a genius, <laughs> like an Indian genius, a miracle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna have to give that a four. All right, a four. We're star. in agreement then. Yeah, let's, let's, let's hear what star. the listener has to say this week. So we got a pretty good article here for the uh, listener submission for one fifteen. Comes all the way from Australia, from Tasty Burka, which I'm not quite sure the nature of that name. It's like, uh, you know how you get that edible underwear that's made of, like, fruit roll-up? Oh, but it's a burka. It's a burka. It's It's like one of those Iranian ninja outfits. (laughs) The Australian sex shops are just out out of this world. (laughs) get anything. Much like they're animals. Yeah. They just have weird sexual fetishes there. Uh, she says, hey, gu- or he says, hey, guys, here's an article you may be interested in for your listener submission. Suicide by robot. It's wrong. Suicide's illegal. A little sick due to the details of his death and very novel and ingenious on his part. Cheers and greetings from Australia. Tasty Burka. 
So yeah, the headline here, man, 81 years old, kills himself with shot from suicide robot. You know, Arthur C. Clarke just died. Yeah. Why didn't he kill himself before he died in some imaginative fashion much like this? You know he was a famous bugger, don't you? <laughs> was he? Yeah. I That's why knew, he moved. I never knew he buggered. That's why he moved to Suriname or wherever the hell he Sri went. Lanka. Sri Lanka, because he could have a little boy. <laughs> you can bugger at will in Sri Lanka? If you're a rich guy, famous dude, I guess. <laughs> you know, if you watch 2001 Space Odyssey... Yeah. You know, if if you rewatch that as an adult now, because I mean, I, I remember I watched it the first time, like 16, really high, didn't really understand any of it. It's all about sodomy. Yeah, I think a lot of his books are about sodomy, <laughs> deep down. <laughs> well, I think he tried to impress people with his scientific knowledge, but really all he was trying to do was bugger them. He did have a robot that killed in there, but he, you're right. He didn't, you know, he just let himself die. He didn't have build an actual robot to kill himself. So what I'm it saying takes, here it takes a special is guy the protagonist here of the story is not Arthur C. Clarke. Okay, just to make that clear. An elderly man has killed himself by programming a robot to shoot him in the head after building the machine from plans downloaded from the internet. <laughs> you know, you can get anything you want off the fabulous yeah. inner tubes. Francis Tovey, 81 years old, who lived alone on the Australian Gold Coast, was found dead in his driveway. According to the Gold Coast Bulletin, he had been unhappy about the demands of relatives living elsewhere in Australia that said he should move out of his home and into assisted living. So, you know, to be honest, I really don't fault this old bastard. Neither do I. I mean, if you think about it, dude, it's like they're, they're, his family's saying, you know what, you got to go into a convalescent home. Where, uh, you know, people are going to feed you when they want to feed you, and people are going to make you pee into a yeah. little cup. They're going to make you take shitty drugs that don't even get you high, that just yeah. knock you out. Fuck that. That just, uh, you know, put you in like a somnambulous state. You know what? I don't blame this guy at all for actually, you know, having the wherewithal to go on the intertubes and uh, figure out a way to build a suicide robot. Well, yeah, describe the robot to me. Get to the good part. So notes left by Mr. Tovey, who was born in England, revealed that he had scoured the Internet for plans before constructing his complex machine, <laughs> which involved a jigsaw power tool. I don't know if that's some weird Australian power tool here. No, that's a, that's a normal power tool. A jigsaw? What does a jigsaw power tool do? It's that little tool with the little knife that goes up and down like that. Okay. You can, like, cut out fancy shapes in wood. So this machine involved a jigsaw power tool and was connected to a twenty-two semi-automatic pistol loaded with four bullets. <laughs> it could fire multiple shots once triggered remotely. So at 7 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, he set the robot up right in his driveway of his 450,000-pound house. So this guy was, you know, he definitely wasn't a pauper. No. I mean, that's like, what, almost a million-dollar home? He also seems a bit of a showman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that Australian yeah. can-do spirit, mate. <laughs> um, so he set the uh, robot up in his driveway and then activated it. His notes suggested that he chose to kill himself in the driveway because he knew there were workmen building a house next door, and they would find his body. <laughs> Which I actually think is kind of lame, because if I kill myself, I want to be like this rotting, putrescent, liquid, liquefied corpse, you know, that's like melted into the couch. So my family has to come and find me and, and try to like peel me off. Yeah, but at the same time, I think this guy thinks along the same lines you do. You're, you're saying you want a spectacle to happen, and he's saying, look, I'm setting up this goddamn robot. I'm putting all this time and energy into it. I had to go up and buy this power tool. I want people to see this happen. I mean, I, want, I don't want it to happen where nobody can witness this 
awesomeness of my dad. Yeah, but don't you think he dad. wanted someone to find his body so that you know his family would be notified? I don't think he. But I think at the same time, yeah, he wanted this article to be written about him. And he's he, out. He, and he's out in his driveway. I mean, like there's kids riding up and down on their little tricycles in the in the street. Well, he took the time, the energy, the money to build the suicide machine. Right. So I mean, yeah, he obviously definitely wanted people to find his body. Well, and I would like to point out two other things, and I. I'm undecided whether this makes him more or less awesome. He's 81 years old. He could just like rent a porn and masturbate three times. <laughs> and, and his die. heart will probably stop. Number two, he could have just bought this electrical power tool, gotten in the bathtub and thrown it in. <laughs> yeah, but I think I, I think this goes, I think this fortifies your previous statement. That right. He's a showman. The spectacle. And that's yeah. why I'm thinking maybe this is better. Yeah, I think he has a penchant for the uh, flagrant death here. Right, which is also why it, it supports my point of that's why he was in the driveway. Well, his scheme worked. Uh, Carpenter Daniel Skews heard gunshots, ran to Mr. Toby's home, and he says, I thought I heard three shots, and when we ran next door, he's lying on the driveway with gunshot wounds to his head. <laughs> was the robot still rampaging like like Terminator like 2? Around. <laughs> no, <laughs> trying you know, to kill everybody else? Well, that's what I picture. I am not satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> I picture that robot that RoboCop had to fight in RoboCop. Remember, like, Ed 209 with oh, like, yeah, those machine yeah. gun bullets? Yes, he was quite... I, I don't, I'm not picturing that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this, this, on a much, much less ambitious scale, maybe. So are you picturing, like, R2 with a gun, like, on his head? I'm picturing, like, something made out of Lincoln Logs and Erector sets. <laughs> <laughs> with like a, the Lost in Space robot. Exactly. More like a puppet. <laughs> A Muppet, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That's the one thing, though, I think, that I fault this guy with. So I guess he did create a robot that was able to fire multiple shots to eventually kill right. him. But he didn't create a robot that could speak. Yeah. And that would be the best part. I feel like, you know, he had the robot just like, you fucking bastard. I'm <laughs> killing you. No, destroy all humans. Yeah. I, yeah, robot implies some sort of semi-autonomous thought. Bust a cap in your ass, bitch. Yeah, maybe like a gay voice, like C-3PO. <laughs> no, oh, my. <laughs> I've just oh, shot my. my owner. I must shoot everyone else. <laughs> and that would have been the best part, because then the Carpenters would have had to get involved and be like, then the story would have been like, Carpenters had to kill Suicide Robot. Or maybe Suicide Robot goes on to mass murder an entire town. Now, that would have been cool, because then he would have been a diabolical genius. Right. If he was a diabolical genius, it definitely would make me uh, rate this uh, article a little higher. Circular saw robot eradicates entire continent and is slowly coming across the ocean to the United States. That would be a story. <laughs> so this old lady who lived next door, Gabrielle Grove, uh, she said he was a really marvelous man, an ideal neighbor, and I'll miss him greatly. She's so lucky she did not get rampaged by the suicide robot. She wanted to bone him, and he denied her. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they probably don't have Viagra in Australia. They just use Fosters, and it just doesn't a, work. Just a Fosters can? <laughs> <laughs> just a Fosters can. They stick in their dick hole. <laughs> he was born in England like I was, and we used to enjoy our tea together. He had visitors from England and family interstate from somewhere far away in Australia. There was no inkling of anything amiss. It is just very sad. Which, actually, I don't find that... I don't find that sad. I think, no, I think it's a uh, it's a nice fulfilling way to end but your in the life whole when you're gamut already of old. ways to go. Instead of just like I mean, this guy could have just died peacefully, you know, by ODing on sleeping pills. He no. could have died by electrocuting himself in the bathtub. But instead, he made a project took the out of time it. and made the project. I think this guy was a genius. <laughs> well, genius man. Yeah, he's I don't a, know. He's 
He's, he's very ambitious and uh, he's a craftsman. He's creative. So on the sick and wrong star scale, I guess it's not all that sick and wrong. Guy in his life creating a robot is definitely original. I'm giving it 3.75. What? I'm giving it higher. I'm giving it a 4.25. What are you giving it a 4.25? How is this sicker than your story? It's funny. Yeah, it it's is. It's a suicide funny. robot. <laughs> What if it was a suicide? I'm going to imagine that he put those little plastic googly eyes on it. At least it looked like some type of a robot. What if it was a suicide robot? It was supposed to be an Indian suicide robot. Well, you just have to put a feather on it. Yeah, you need a feather and a tomahawk. (laughs) Death by tomahawk. I would have liked this guy to to have a partner in building it like me, and I would have... Added some of these more fine touches. <laughs> he should have consulted Elaborations. you. Yeah, he should have consulted you. Well, you know, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. Go vote, sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won Banana episode 115 here. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Are you drunk? Are you horny? Call the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206 666 3846 Ring we're nearing the end of the show and uh, as usual we tend to get to listener email and calls to the uh, sick and wrong drunk dial hotline. Okay. So I know we got a couple calls so um, yeah, let's uh, play these calls and then move on to some of these emails. Wackerly, if you really love her, you give her anal. So, man up. <laughs> Who would I give anal to? Hillary Clinton? <laughs> that cracks me up, though, because, A, the guy was just, like, short and to the point. He's straight completely concise, point. straight to the point. But he didn't even say, give who anal. I assume then, he's talking about my girlfriend who I said that I don't have anal sex with. Yeah, I do recall that. And I think what he's trying to say is, wackily, why don't you give her anal? Because she doesn't want it, and I don't <laughs> want it. Dude, how is it, like, but you know what I don't understand? How is it a measure of your masculinity if you're not giving her anal? Because doesn't because he say I man up? Well, he's saying that I don't satisfy my woman. He's oh. assuming that she wants it. It's one of these, it's one of these, uh... Has well, she ever told you that she is opposed to anal sex? Um, we haven't discussed it as, like, over dinner. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes... Dude, bring when, her to Taco Bell. when you miss the hole... <laughs> and they uh, make a noise that makes it clear that that's not desired. Yeah, I know. It's usually like Al in a punch to the face. Backhand. <laughs> or, or backhand. The, or the neck. <laughs> My neck, not her neck, by the way. All right. So you have no plans on manning up anytime soon? Maybe if she were ever have a kid and had a big loose pussy, then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, not, I guess I not can see that. Not anytime soon. Well, thanks, caller, for pointing that out. I couldn't agree more. Uh, let's move on to uh, call number two here. This is Trucker Paul. I just heard myself on your podcast, 114. And uh, I have to tell you, I I get your show off wireless internet on my PSP. (laughs) That would be his PlayStation Portable. (laughs) Did he just say he has a PlayStation Portable that he he listens to the show on? Yeah, so he's a trucker and a gamer. Wait, so they have wireless internet on the PSP? I don't know, apparently. So that means truckers can kind of cruise around and look at porn on their PSP? <laughs> While they're driving? <laughs> Dude, I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm a fear to be on the highways. Yeah, I, I don't know. Even more than I was before. I'm kinda, well, Trucker Paul definitely scares me. 
but I like them. And then I download it, you guys, and that from the bill, those guys are assholes, but I do their show. <laughs> Don't and hate on the flagship. Short bus. But out of all of them, yours is the best. I like that. And, you know, right after that, you guys were talking about, um, uh, that you, you don't ever want to hang out with anyone from your listeners. And did you ever stop to think that maybe your listeners don't want to hang out with you? <laughs> I mean, a long-haired World of Warcraft freak and a Jew. Uh, I don't know. I'd rather be by myself with a dead hooker in the back, you know? I never considered that, but yeah, it's definitely he, a distinct possibility. You know, I think Trucker Paul has a point there. With our fevered egos that we have here on the podcast, I don't think we ever took the time to consider that I bet you a lot of our listeners don't have any desire to hang out with us at all. Right. Actually, I bet you 80%. Of our listeners are like, you know what? Even if I was in San Francisco, I wouldn't call those cheeky bastards up. I think that's why people always ask to see our real pictures. So if they come here, they can sort of like keep an eye out and like walk the other way. Yeah, <laughs> they'll just run the other way. I have a request of Trucker. What's his name? Paul? Trucker Paul. <laughs> I'm not so sure this guy's really a trucker. Dude, what, what do you think is going by in the background? He's just driving his car around looking for I don't know. Maybe he's in his bedroom with his fan on. But I'm not saying that I'm certain <laughs> that he isn't. All I'm saying is next time he calls in, I'd like him to blast his horn. Oh, okay. So to verify. And then I will be in complete belief. That he's a trucker. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you know, Wackerly, it, it kind of cracks me up that we have our own trucker. But I think that's a good thing because I think it's a rite of passage for podcasts. If you're a podcast and you mature, when you get over 100 episodes, you need to have a devoted trucker fan. Right. You're put right into the trucker RSS feed where they get them downloaded onto their Game Boys or whatever. So, Trucker Paul, thanks for calling. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you and uh, your adventures next week. Maybe give us a call and tell us about uh, some of the hooker experiences you've undoubtedly experienced at some of those truck stops. Right. And don't forget to blast your horn. Well, what not there a term for hookers that hang out just at those uh, different stops? I think like they're at, called at the lot various... lizards. Are they the lot lizards? Is that what they are? Yeah, I don't know if that applies to both female and male varieties. Yeah, and I, I thought... would like to know whether Paul swings that both ways or what. Well, he's a trucker. Yeah, you, never I mean, know. you gotta take what you can get. But what I'm saying, though, those are the girls that usually get murdered. Like, you find them dismembered on the side of the road. True. Because they're, you know, no one knows who they are. They're 15-year-old <laughs> runaways, and they hang out, you know, at truck stops. Why do they do that? It's probably better than living at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting beaten with an aluminum bat. Right. Shot at with a BB gun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know what? Call up the sick and wrong drunk dial line, 206-666-3846, and uh, leave us a message. Uh, moving on here. Wackley, we got, a call, uh, we got an email here from Jay. He says, I know you guys did car bombs on St. Paddy's. Yes, too many. But did you get any green Coke? And he uh, put a link here from a smoking gun story, which I actually didn't even see. It says, Ohio Narcotics Sweep nets dyed street drug in five suspects. <laughs> I guess on St. Patrick's Day, Ohio cop sees crack cocaine that had been dyed green, apparently in recognition of the holiday. I had no idea... That uh, crack dealers were so festive. Crackheads either. 
for that matter. Yeah, neither did I. I wonder, I wonder if like the crackheads appreciated the novelty. I'm sure they did. Why wouldn't they? It's I like mean, get, yeah, it's, you, you can't t- completely dehumanize crackheads and make it seem like they don't even know what day it is. Yeah, but you think Although all they, they care about they probably don't really know what day it is. <laughs> like, do you think they had any idea that... No. Uh, <laughs> I, thought, I bet they were like, what the fuck? This shit's green. <laughs> Smoke it anyways. It means it's stronger. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Right. No, but it's kind of like getting a shamrock shake, shamrock crack, you know? Or green beer. But I don't... Green beer is not prevalent on the west coast but in the on, in the midwest on St. Patrick's Day any bar, bar you go to has just tons, of green, tons beer. of green beer and the best thing to do that me and my you know complete lush drinking buddy back in college would do is you go to the bar the day after St. Patrick's Day and you get the green beer like for like 33% <laughs> like the of next the normal day, cost like the old green beer well, it's not old. It's one day old, but no, they can't sell it anymore. Nobody wants green beer on the day after St. <laughs> Patrick's Day, so it's like a dollar a pint. That sounds like a damn good idea. Yeah, it was. Undercover drug task force agents seized the tinted crack after they observed a drug transaction occur at a residence. As seen in the uh, evidence photo, which we're probably going to have to post on the website, the emerald green crack was packaged in small plastic bags. Yes. Asked by the smoking gun if he had ever seen drugs marketed in such a fashion, uh, Sheriff Larry Mink said that several years ago, some dealers used food coloring to dye their crack red during the Christmas season. So apparently in Ohio, they know how to celebrate holidays and deal drugs. Yeah, well, that's what the crack dealers said when they were apprehended, but actually there was just a drive-by as they were cooking it up. <laughs> it was so just the guy bled profusely into it. Thank no, you. this is a Christmas match. <laughs> Shit. Thank you, Jay, uh, for sending that in. And finally here, last email we got is uh, from Fozzie Bear. And this was probably one of the funniest emails we've received in weeks. I was reading it today at work. And I was laughing at my at my cubicle. You told me about the other two emails, and I you didn't tell me about this. What what's going on? Well, you you springing this, this on me? Uh, l- l- let me spring this on you. A little bit of surprise here. Uh, Fozzie Bear writes, "Hey guys, long time listener, first time writer. I wanted to bring up a point that you mentioned on your most recent podcast regarding the gay population's obsession with D. Simon's voice and sexiness." Which I'm kind of surprised about because the only gay obsession that we've ever talked about with me <laughs> is last week's phone call. But anyway. Maybe he's me, projecting. Let me move on. I in no way mean to disparage D, to disparage you, D. However, I can assure you that Lance is appreciated much more among my gay friends and myself. <laughs> when I was first introduced to the podcast last summer on a road trip with a straight male friend, I was immediately drawn to Lance because of his innate tendency toward closeted gay double entendre. <laughs> what? What is and that? And this all is about? the best part. Parenthetically, think Tobias on Arrested Development. And you know what, Fozzie Bear, you couldn't be more apt in your <laughs> reference here because Wackerly, every time he comes to the show, even if it's freezing cold and raining outside, is wearing jean shorts. Under my pants. Dude, you're always wearing jean shorts. You're I think right. you're I a am, never nude. I am a never nude. You're a never nude. And not to mention, he looks a lot like David Cross as well. Uh, whether this is intended or not, I'm assuming not. It's hilarious to listen for when you expect it. A couple examples I picked up from previous podcasts. So I've never actually taken the time to go back and listen to all the uh, previous podcasts to figure oh, God, out how no. gay you actually are. Oh, wow. But now I think we might have to have a listener competition to point out all of Wackerly's closeted gay statements he uses here on the show. That'll be fun. But uh, Fozzie Bear mentions a few. 
He says, if I'm having sex with a person, and that's what that's what it is. If I'm having sex with a person, apparently you've said that a few times. <laughs> the pronoun game okay. is a classic sign of closeted homosexual referring to sexual partners. Instead of girl, he says person. Well, that would imply that I'm bisexual. <laughs> Still maybe gay. that's what he's saying. Uh, quote unquote. Between a tranny and a female bodybuilder, I'd rather go with a chick with a dick. Well, that's not a that's not a double <laughs> entendre. That's I mean that's overt. We've we've talked about this millions of times. This guy that's not a gotcha. That's not a gotcha. Move Fo- on. Fozzie Bear's interpretation: testing the waters to determine society's reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because my mom will love it. But my mom would much prefer me. Coming out of the closet as a gay man, then being like, <laughs> the here's tranny. my tranny <laughs> girlfriend, mom, that I brought home for Christmas. Yeah, I know she has tits, but she's also got a dick. You want to see it? <laughs> but perhaps she'd be fooled, though, you know? You might be pulling the wool over her eyes. Yeah, I think she'd notice the gigantic Adam's apple. <laughs> and on more than one occasion, Wackerly has said the term, Santa's cum. Obsession with male ejaculant is another classic sign of homosexual tendencies. Really, you can Google that. And you know, I couldn't agree with you more. He talks about semen all the time. Even like when we're done with a podcast, he'll just like talk about semen. Well, my know. own semen. And it's, it's consistency, <laughs> it's uh, ailments, and you know, things that are going wrong down there. He goes on to say, I wish I could remember more specific examples, but if you re-listen to the podcast where you recounted the douchebag getting tasered in Florida and the one where you discussed the masturbation expo in the Bay Area... You'll hear plenty of examples of hilarious gay double entendres from Lance. Uh, in parentheses, I got pounded last night. I think I'd do really well in prison. <laughs> I took it like a champ and then asked for more from the bouncer. It shot out of my pant legs and propelled me like a rocket. <laughs> They're in almost every episode, but those two really stand out to me. Keep up the gay re- references, Wackerly. We love it. Us gays really appreciate it. And D, if we still appreciate you, we still appreciate you, but as a friend. Love, Fozzie Bear. Yeah, so he's kind of has logical problems with this argument here. How not, so? Not that it's wrong, but just his whole premise is that, first of all, he's stating that like we're wrong in saying that the gays like you more. And he's saying that he's not really saying that the gays like me more. He's saying that I'm actually gay myself. I think what he's saying is that they find you entertaining. They think you're a repressed homosexual. Why would they find that entertaining? I think it's entertaining because they, they feel like you're speaking in code to them. <laughs> <laughs> like I like through I this am, podcast. I am the Paul McCartney to their Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something similar to that. All right, fine. But you know what though? I find it comforting that more gay guys are masturbating to your voice than to mine. But that's what I'm saying. He's not saying that. <laughs> yeah, dude, he, they they like me as a friend. They're they don't find me sexually attractive. Me. Yeah, okay. You're more of the fag hag, and I'm the actual fag. I'm the guy who's exactly. Gonna, I'm the guy who's gonna knuckle under under pressure and just be like, okay, fine. Thank you, Fozzie Bear, for pointing that out. You've confirmed an argument that we've been having for years. I will talk. Uh, well, I'll attempt to, and this will probably just prove more my gayness. I'll, I'm gonna attempt to talk much more about my sexual prowess with women on a regular basis. <laughs> on every podcast now. Expect from now lots on. of cunnilingus stories, boys. <laughs> So finally, we got another email here from Rachel. She says, I think this song is the perfect way to end your show. Here's the sick wrong song of the week. It's called Yo Mama's on Crack Rock. 
And she it's a link to a YouTube video, and it's a hilarious song, so maybe we'll put the video up on the site. All right. But, uh, yeah, we're going to end the show here with Yo Mama's on Crack Rock. Uh, people, if you haven't already, go check out tanktv.com. There's a forum on there. It's entertaining, and uh, there's a bunch of other shows. We're on every Thursday from 4 to 5 before From the Ville. So you can check out Sick and Wrong and then listen to From the Ville. It's a great time. Also, uh, make sure you go to the Sick and Wrong Forum. There's a lot going on right now in the Sick and Wrong Forum. It's picked Dudes. up so much more than the previous forum. It's, <laughs> it's very entertaining. But uh, in particular... There's some women on there. It's amazing. Yeah, there's some ladies on there. There's titties on there. But in particular, I want to remark upon two posts by a guy that calls himself Electro Dick. He actually might be a chick. A person that calls himself Electro Dick put up a posting, which is one of the, one of the funniest things I've seen on the inner tubes in a long time. It's called Uncle Dirty. And it's basically like a photo essay about this dude's 96-year-old grandfather who's obsessed with erections and pasting erections in uh, his own pictures of his own erection on top of, like, dudes in magazines. And he has this wife who's just deformed with, like, this cancerous face. And, and <laughs> See, I saw the pictures. I don't think she's deformed. She's just old. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that you think she's deformed. Dude, she looks deformed. She's All she can old. say is, I'm sick and tired. She's old. and Yeah, well, she's probably deranged, but I don't think she's deformed. She's, she's just probably old. listened to this podcast too many times. Yeah. Or something like that. But go check it out. It's it's under the, uh, I think it's in like the article section. It's called Uncle Dirty. One of the funniest things I've seen. And also there's like a whole section devoted to midget fisting videos. Okay. Which, you know, it it actually and inspired me to put up a posting clarifying the fact that there's a difference between midgets and dwarves. And they keep saying midget, Bridget the midget. They keep She's in one of the videos. She's not a midget. She's a dwarf. Well, and interestingly enough, when you're going to talk about midget fisting, isn't one of the main differences the size of the hands? Yeah, don't you think that wouldn't be as like, you like know, the stimulating? Will, like the willow short person, short man. I'm not going to say person anymore. <laughs> the dude in willow. What's yeah, his he name? has Warren normal Davis. size hands. But then he like, does not, does he? Yes, he has normal size hands. Go back and watch the movie again. But like, like Billy Barty has those little stubby hands. Yeah, but I read, and this is what I posted on the forum, that midgets, midget is basically a derogatory term for a oh, little okay. person. So really, they're all dwarves of some, oh, okay. some shape or form. I misunderstood what you were saying. Yeah, no, I, thought, I thought like midget was the big hand and dwarf was the small no, hand. There, there's something. a common misperception that midgets are proportionally correct, but they're tiny. They're like little people. Uh-huh. But really, they're all dwarves. Oh, okay. They're all just like these little misshapen dwarves. But I would rather be fisted by the... Oh, this is my gay self coming out again. <laughs> Dude, I'd rather be comment. by a small-fisted <laughs> dwarf than a large-handed dwarf. Dude, I, all I got to say is I'm never passing out around you. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. I've got pictures. But go check out the Sick and Wrong forum. You can link to it. It's linked right on our uh, website, sickandwrongpodcast.com. And we're going to end the show here with Yo Mama's on Crack Rock. We'll be back next week with episode 116. Until then. Take it sleazy. Hey, D, did I tell you how far my t- I got my tongue up my girlfriend's vagina last night? Girlfriend? Not my mom.